Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a rowing machine and a weird conversation with myself. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. If you've ever been on a rowing machine, you understand that it is not an enjoyable endeavor. Even if you're not pulling really, really hard, it is not comfortable to sit on, even for 10 minutes. You're hunched over, your feet are strapped in uh, at, the, at the base of the machine, and you just slide back and forth with a handle in your hand, literally like you're rowing a boat on a sliding seat. There's a big fan, a chain attached to the handle goes to the fan, and it produces some kind of drag, and the harder you pull, the more drag you have. It is horrific. And that movement itself is not that egregious, right? People do, you know, cleans and, and deadlifts and stuff all the time. But it's when you really start pulling hard. Everybody says, oh, this is really easy when they get on the rowing machine. Like, yeah, pull twice as hard. Now do that a thousand times. You find out really quickly it's not, it's not that easy. In fact, it's horrendous. And when I was rowing at Cal, and especially my first year, I really, really disliked it. It was not something that I was, I was super well suited for. I was a swimmer and a wrestler beforehand. So I did not have crazy legs. You know, I wasn't like a, like a cyclist or a cross-country runner or something like that where legs, cardio, all day long. I mean, obviously you have to have strong legs in wrestling, but it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of endurance that you could jump on a rowing machine for an hour straight and just haul on this machine. And man, it was rough. It was really rough. And you, you would do hour pieces or we'd break up the pieces into, you know, three by 20 minutes. And you'd have certain splits, certain intensities you have to, uh, to row at as predefined workouts. The coaches would give us these. And you would always have to figure out, God, am I going to make this? How am I going to make these splits? It was really rough. You have to do these weird mental games with yourself. You don't want to miss the splits. You don't want to miss the intensity that the coach put up. But you also don't know if you can do it. And you end up going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's torturous. I had a teammate named Zach Johnson, and this guy came in late in the season. He was like 240 pounds, this giant redhead kid, and out of nowhere, he started pulling really good numbers. Now, he was like 21 at the time, so he's a little bit older than we were. I was 18, and he was big. Right, I was about 180 pounds. He was about 240, and he lost a bunch of that weight, but he just, there was something about him. There was something about his capacity to sit on the rowing machine and just grind through, just bear down into it, grit his teeth and get through. And we were doing a workout. We were doing a workout in in the late winter. It was still dark outside. We were we were out at the rowing the boathouse and at outside in Oakland. It was cold, it was miserable. And he looked at it and just said, hey, guys, if we just decide that we're going to pull the splits, it makes it a lot easier. I was like, what? What? What are you talking about? man? <laughs> just decide you're going to pull. Like, is there just like a button I can push and, and this happens? 
Now again, Zach got on the machine and he pulled the splits. And that's just how he did it. And that experience obviously never left me. I was 18. It was over half my life ago. And I've thought about that a lot throughout throughout my adult life because I've done harder things. I've done harder things than rowing. And I have never had, since I graduated college, I've never had somebody telling me what I needed to do. I've never had a coach, you know, on my back telling me about, you know, go to work or call this client or make sure this student is happy. I've never had that. It's always been, it's always just been me. And that has its benefits and its drawbacks. But this last, this last year was really interesting because there was a point when I got really worried. It was April, right? And everybody had said, hey, you know, we're going to go shelter in place for like a couple weeks. You know, make sure you have enough beer, ha, 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 and hang out. I don't even drink beer, so <laughs> just hanging out with my kids. And we went on Zoom, and that was a little, that was a little sketchy for, for like a day. But I ironed it out. It wasn't a big deal. And then we realized that it was not going to be a couple weeks. And all of a sudden, the question was, well, are we going to take these tests? Are the students, are you, are you even have students to take tests? And the students that you do have, how are you going to do right by them? Because they may not, they may be into continuing to prep, but do you even know what's going to happen next week? And I started realizing really quickly, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And I started freaking out. I mean, I didn't, didn't tell a lot of people this, but I'm telling now, like I was really worried. I did not, did not want to offer service to my students and their families that they weren't going to get benefit from. I did not want to want to dive down this rabbit hole of making false promises. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the test is going to happen. No problem for sure. Because I realized I just didn't know. And what was worse is, I mean, obviously this is my livelihood. It's how I, I, it's how I pay my mortgage. It's how I feed my family. And I started worrying about, oh my gosh, what if this happens? Or what if I don't have any students? Or what if, you know, this is the end? What am I going to do? This is all I've ever done. And I had, I had a couple moments of real fear where I started wondering, how am I going to do this? And and it brought me back to Zach, Zach Johnson, 20 years prior. It brought me back to thinking about his position on difficulty, which was, look, if you just decide you're going to do it, then it makes it a lot easier. And I had encountered that a lot through my 20s and through my 30s, but I had never encountered it this intensely. And I figured out what, what that meant in the context of my life in this moment, which was, look, you have always made your life happen by bringing value to other people's lives emotionally, academically, you guide them, you help them. That's what you do. That's what you've always done. And those people don't exist right now. They don't need, there aren't that many people who are taking this test. So how do you bring value? And it became one of those odd conversations with myself. It was the same conversation I had when I was 22. And I realized I love to teach. 
And it went, hey, if you like to teach, just get teaching. And there were a million questions, which is, okay, well, how do you make money with that? And how do you, how do you pay rent? How are you going to have a family later in life? Again, as a 22-year-old, that was a really real question. But the conversation went, hey, just teach. Just decide you're going to do it and start doing it. And it's going to make your life a lot easier. And I did that in 2020 as well. Bring value to people's lives. Focus on that. Stop worrying about the what ifs, how, how you're going to make it through, what you're going to do. Forget that. Just start adding value. Decide what you're going to do and do it. And I did. I did. I did like 260 podcasts. I interviewed uh, board of education members. I interviewed local politicians for city council. I interviewed all kinds of people. I helped help with video and audio with things. I got students into colleges, or at least helped them get into colleges rather. Worked on essays with them. Worked on SAT and ACT tests. I did. I did whatever. I focused on just doing the thing I knew that was the solution, instead of wondering if I was going to be able to do it. I just did it. I decided I was going to do it. And here we are. Things are fine. I'm not happy about 2020. It's not, it was not one of my finest moments from a productivity, but in reality, it was probably one of my finest moments in life because I stopped worrying about if I could do something and I just got to doing it. That means different things for different people. The struggles people have and the fears that they have, am I going to be able to study for this test? Am I going to be able to reconcile with this person? Am I going to be able to grow this business? Whatever it is, those struggles are different for different people. But there is a universal answer, which is stop wondering if you're going to be able to do it and just do it. There is not a guarantee that the results will be exactly what you want. But I can guarantee you, you will have a far better shot if you just get after it. Get after doing it instead of wondering if you can. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.